calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's Partner Plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc. Today on the Zabecast, Phil Mickelson has emerged from hiding and apologized for his Saudi comments. Sorta. React and fallout coming. A bad beat from Van Pelt Center that might be an all-timer. Charge joins us to talk his whiskey weekend, plus the Rogers Nothing Burger on McAfee. All that plus, hey, you want to snort a killer tan? Your 40-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. Thank you for downloading. I feel terrible. I missed doing some big set piece on 2-22-22. Tuesday. Tuesday. 2-2-2-2-2. Deuce is wild. The deuce. Taking a deuce. Deuce McAllister. The big two, your best duos in history, musical duos, sports duos, famous number twos in sports. Who does number two work for from Austin Powers? Oh my God, so many bites, so much potential. Now it's gone. I missed it. I'll wait for the, I'll wait for the next alignment. I'll wait for 333. Never mind. Let's get into it. Phil Mickelson has come out from hiding and issued a statement, which is lengthy, that attempts to be an apology, but really doesn't hit home on pretty much any level. As somebody pointed out, I think it was no laying up on Twitter, Mickelson managed to both claim Alan Shipnuck took his comments that were supposed to be off the record and out of context, apologized to his Saudi money men who were financing this would-be tour, which is now as dead as a doorknob, as well as then, you know, tried to wrap himself in the flag yet again about, I just want what's good for golf, and I knew I'd be criticized, and I've been criticized before. I mean, it was a doozy. And then said he was going to spend some time to think about being a better person. Okay. Uh, Alan Shipnuck did a Q&A, which was interesting because somebody asked him, is he suspended? 
And Shipman said, I don't think he's suspended from the PGA Tour, but they they could be pretty pissed. Not just for using the bad language, like, hey, the Saudis are some scary motherfuckers. But because Phil admitted that he you know, hired lawyers to help draw up a draft of what the agreement would look like with the Saudi League. Shipnuck was also asked, so what happens if the Saudi money is not involved in any of this, this sports washing to create a separate rival league that would take the top players off the PGA Tour? And he said, yeah, that was basically the Premier Golf League. It was another outfit that wanted to do that, but they didn't have the money. You need lots and lots of money to get something like this started. So they went to the Saudis to try to get the money, like, hey, would you back our league? And the Saudis were like, hmm, scritch his chin. Why don't we just do that ourselves?" So they created a league, and it seemingly was on the verge of maybe happening, that they had signed up close to 17, 20 guys to jump ship, led by Phil, probably including Bryson, with outrageous guaranteed money over a two- or three-year period, like 100 $150 million. But then Phil had to open his mouth. Now, he opened it months ago to Shipnuck in an interview about a book that Shipnuck is writing about Mickelson's career, an unauthorized biography, but Shipnuck reached out to Phil and said, hey, I'd love to interview you about your thoughts on the PGA Tour and their restrictive policies regarding name, image, likeness, and NL, or, or what do they call it, NFT rights, I still... I think NFTs are the biggest fucking scam in the world. It's unbelievable. The the music is going to stop on NFTs at some point, and people are going to be holding the bag, and they're going to go, what? How did this happen? I thought these were worth all this money. They're nothing. It's a pyramid scheme staring you right in the face with nothing backing it, but I know. I don't understand NFTs. I need to be taught about crypto. And, the, and blockchain technology. Crypto, I, I understand the concept of. I think it's still shady as hell. And as we saw in Canada, I'm not sure if they were successful, but they tried to seize crypto wallets of some of the truckers involved in the protest. Now, I believe I saw one response from a crypto wallet company who basically told the Canadian government to go fuck themselves that not only do they, uh, would they not comply, they can't comply because... They provide ability for crypto users to hold their own keys to their digital money, which I guess you can somehow think is safe. I don't know. I, You know, who has the guns? Who has the police? Tell me when that changes, and then I'll really buy in. But anyway, so yeah, the PGA Tour and Phil and other guys are like, NFTs, I want to I be able to sell an NFT of my shot at the Masters on 13. That one year, okay, well, fine, whatever. Anyway, um, Phil Mickelson and his reputation are trashed. He's already lost one sponsor, KPMG, which had been his hat sponsor for a long time. That is a very thick slice of endorsement revenue. Could he get another one? Sure. Will it be for as much money? I doubt it. And at his age and his relative non-competitiveness on the PGA Tour? I don't know, man. A lot of money that went away. Phil's got to be pissed off about that. Maybe he'll get it back if he ends up playing in the Saudi Golf League, which will be him, Jason Kokrak, and I don't know, whoever else they can scrap together if this thing, if the, if this thing still launches, which I doubt. But his reputation is trashed. 
People are killing them left and right. Rory body bagged them earlier. Guys like Eamon Lynch, who wrote a great column, I read it to you on Monday, said, Phil's statement says golf desperately needs change. The only desperation evident is his, and that the PGA Tour apparently cannot give him as much as he needs as fast as he needs it. Jason Sobel, the Action Network, covers golf. Not going to lie, he says, it's kind of exciting that the that the demure, the demure world of professional golf has turned into Ozark with everyone exploring illicit business proposals together while simultaneously pointing their guns at each other. I'll talk some Ozark with Charge. I don't know if he's an Ozark fan or not. I've been trying it. I've gotten through some episodes. I have some thoughts. I will share them. Matt Janella of the Fire Pit Collective, a third-person release in his own statement. It's all on brand. I'm Phil, and this is a statement from Phil on how and why Phil is a really good guy. Don't believe me? Just ask Phil. His reputation is trashed. It, I don't think, will ever be the same. This quote, I found, a reputation once broken may possibly be repaired, but the world will always keep their eyes on the spot where there was a crack. So there you go. Speaking of cracks and fixes, give it up for the Washington Commanders, people. They have changed the years on their crest, representing the years of the seasons now in which they ended up winning the Super Bowl in the following calendar year. So there you go. The 82, 87, and 91 Redskins, may they live in honor forever. But don't call them Redskins because that backwards-looking whitewashing of the old name has begun already, and it's only going to continue. I give them zero credit for doing this. Don't say, well, hey, they you know they heard from the fans, and they listened, and they're like, all right, we're going to fix this. should have never happened in the first place. How it did happen is shocking to me. It really implies that there's very few people in the building anymore that have any sense of the franchise or what the hell's going on. Bad beats. This might be the worst one I've seen, although you're betting a point total for an individual team, not a game total, but a team point total. So it's a bit of an esoteric bet. This from Van Pelt Center with Scott Van Pelt, Stanford Steve. And here we go. It was Kansas in college hoops against Oklahoma State. I'll let them explain it from here. To fall down with field I have not. Best, uh, best atmosphere in college basketball. Okay. It is. Just trust me on this one. Let's me and I you do. go. All right. All right let's, let's get to this. Let's get to part two. We go to Fog Allen. Oh, team total. We have a team total here. Oof. We have Kansas hosting Oklahoma State. Kansas team total is 76 and a half. 76 and a half. Our five minutes and change to go. Christian Brown hits the three. Mm. That is 76 for the home team. Five minutes and 11 seconds left in the game. Kansas, sixth-ranked Kansas, is one half a point from covering. You need Kansas to score one more point. You have five minutes and change. Okay. All right, you're fine. Oh, we're running. We're Here running. comes Kansas. Now we're Layup, missing. Miss. Oh. Jalen Wilson misses, falls out of bounds. There's 454 left. Now there's 430-something. We're running again. Oh, good look. No foul. That was Wilson again, no. Take the layup. By the way, I, I love 
I love uh, I love Van Pelt when he uses pickup basketball lingo and inflection. You know, when he's doing highlights and he's like, what, what, what? I'm open, you know, calling for it on the Jaybirds. Or what, no foul? High degree of difficulty, Steve. Oche Abaji. Great player. Excellent player. He makes those routine. It rattled in and around and out. That was it did not go. Oh, here's a good look. Zach Clements. Whoa. Same thing. He's, he can make Rattles those, out. But he didn't make that one. Not tonight. See, we're now down to 145. We need a free throw. Oh, there we right. go. All right, here we go. There we go. All right, perfect. We're now at the free throw line. By the way, Kansas was wearing these utterly fakakta uniforms. White tops, black I think black or deep blue shorts. Must have been a throwback to another time, but anyway, they, they look terrible. There we go. Clemens has got two. Okay. Steve, just need one. Oh. Brick. All right, back we got iron. one. One point. Just need one. Back iron no. brick. Okay. Good hustle. All right, who's ball? Stay here. <laughs> I love that. Stay here. All right. We got some walk-ons in, but we got this. We got Joseph Yesifu in. There, there is, there is, you can tell they're walk-ons. They're tiny and they're not very athletic and they're getting manhandled. But we got a whistle. We got a foul. We're under a minute to go. They need one free throw. There, he, He's a fine player. He's an 81% free throw shooter in his career. Just not tonight. That's his bad beats, which means he is zero. Point zero. Zero point zero. There's a minute left. Oh. Coach is like, we're not going to score a point in five minutes. No, sir, you're not. Chris Tien there. Just three. Can we get a point? (laughs) Whose ball? Oklahoma State ball. Do whatever you're going to do and get it over with. Ten seconds left. Missed shot. Give us the ball back. Okay. Three points. Three seconds. You're the opposite of the guys in the UConn game. Shoot. Shoot. Do something. That is catastrophic. Huh? Careful with the old team totals. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well done, boys. Well done. At Kroger, fresh groceries are our thing. So we check your delivery order for freshness at every step from farm to store and pick and pack every veggie in your free pickup order with care because we treat your food the way we'd want ours to be treated. We're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. And now you'll find more ways to save on your favorites. When you download digital coupons, you can use up to five times in one transaction. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. All right. Let's talk to our man, Paul Charchian, our friend from Guillotine Leagues, K-Fan, and the great White north of Minneapolis, St. Paul. That justice is the one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta 
draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune and we'll all meet back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces, singing whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. There was whiskey for his <laughs> men. <laughs> this past weekend, Whiskey Weekend 2022 is a wrap, and Church is here to tell us about it. Hey, Church, how you doing, buddy? Well, I'm impressed you found a country music song about whiskey. What are the odds? How, you know, you, <laughs> how did you find that? Uh, that's usually buried treasure right there. <laughs> Fuck you. That's one of my favorite songs. Toby Keith, Beer for My Horses. You've heard that song, uh, right? Nope. Couldn't tell you any Toby Keith songs. You're not a country music fan, huh? I'm not. I'm really wow. not. And it's okay. it's just you know it's just not my it's just not my That's jam. All right. but I don't dis I don't disrespect it. Right? There's a lot of people who think there's no musicianship in country music. That it's a bunch of toothless yokels that you know are like hooting over an open jug and stuff like that. No, it's I mean there's there's some legitimate talent in country music. Yeah, well that that echoes my thoughts about rap i have said on air i think rap is separate from music i said i understand its cultural importance i respect its economic vibrancy and how much money it makes but i put it to the side and people thought i was nuts they think i'm nuts they think i'm an (laughs) old man shaking my fist at the clouds Uh, well exactly look at your nfl halftime show how did how did you feel about the NFL halftime well, show? Well, the funny thing Old is, man. funny thing is, they played. I have five rap songs that I like. <laughs> they played all five. They played. They played two of them. <laughs> That's so, perfect. So yeah, the uh, the Eminem song, which I keep calling "One Shot," which is not the name of it. You got one shot. What's the name of the Eminem song you played? Most famous. Don't one. ask. You're asking the wrong guy. This is, I don't know any. I don't know any Eminem songs. Really. Lose yourself. Lose yourself. Lose yourself. Eminem, Lose Yourself is one of my five rap songs I like. 50 Mm -hmm. Cent in the Club is another one. Drop That Kitty Down Low by Ty Dollar is a third. After Party by Duro Music is the fourth. And damn, I don't know if I can even think of the fifth right now. But there's five. There's five that I like. But these rap songs have very heavy melodic elements to them that are not just sort of, you know, you know, this trap stuff these days. See, I don't mind. I see that is that 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 part doesn't bother me so much. When I was a kid, 1985, I was way ahead of the suburban rap acceptance with a because I liked a band. Uh, called Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. They were classic early, early rappers from the from the mid '80s. But the whole genre never really stuck for me. And when and it, when it when it turned very violent and misogynistic, I just kind of tapped out. It's just not my yeah, deal. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. All right. So let's get to Whiskey Weekend 2022. Yeah. And it had been going on for how many years prior to the pandemic? Fourteen. It. Took a pause in spring of or winter of 2020, right? Or did it happen that uh, year? last year? No, well, it happened. Okay, I mean, just the the real story, so your listeners know. 
um, as opposed to the public facing story. But, you know, you, you know, we're close. So a, we'll keep a, it to a friend, a friend, someone in the whiskey weekend uh, was recovering. And out of deference to him, you canceled it. Right? That's right. Recovering alcoholic. And he was in his first year as a recovering alcoholic. And and he said, look, I can't come. I mean, I just I can't be around people that are doing a blind taste test at the top of every hour oh. and then, you know, then drinking the best of it every right. night. I can't be around that. And that was very reasonable. And we said, well, you know, we won't have whiskey that year. And so we didn't. We didn't have whiskey. We went up and did all the other stuff that we always do. And, it's a and men's then, retreat to a resort in northern Minnesota? Correct. And it's how many Correct. people? Ten. It's and, ten guys. And these people you have met through where? How? Um, so I'm the central spoke on this. It's people I know from various walks of life. One all the way back to fourth grade. Another one's a radio friend. Another's a co-worker from years ago. And then they've sometimes have brought friends in. So we got ten guys. And the premise, Zabe, as you know, but your listeners may not, is ten guys, ten bottles of whiskey, and every Everybody has to bring a bottle that has never been there before. And now that we've been running this thing for whatever, 14 years. That's getting know, hard. It's yeah. I mean, there's, you know, fortunately there's a lot of them out there, but you know, a lot of the sure things have already been done. So then at the top of every hour, we do an, an AB blind taste test where one guy administers it. Everybody else is drinking a or B and we, um, and then we vote. And if you get uh, any bottle gets eliminated twice, hold on, out. hold on, hold on. Everybody is drinking either both. A or B. Sorry. They, they're, you're they're, both, everyone's drinking and then you both vote. A and then B, and you vote on which one's better. Exactly. Okay, exactly. so that's 10 different whiskeys, and it's how many rounds, basically. So It took us this year, because it depends a little bit on, because something's got a bottle's got to get knocked out twice, sometimes a bottle can get go 0-2 oh and, and just lose right away, and then you'll have fewer rounds if a bunch oh. of bottles go 0-2. Oh but if you've got a lot of evenly matched ones, it'll take a long time. A bottle will go you know, two wins and one loss, then three wins and one loss, and then get, the, get, get knocked out. So we went 19 rounds this year Jesus. to identify it. Yeah. Jesus. How drunk oh, were you glorious. guys? Well, you're doing about half a shot of each. So the top of every hour, you're do, you're basically doing a shot. Starting at and what then you time? Mix noon. And, Start, and we the, don't we the, don't go later than that. The footprint of this trip is what Friday to Sunday, and then home. It's Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, so we arrive Thursday at four, all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then we're out. We are checkout times eleven o'clock Sunday, and that's nice. about the time everybody's dragging their ass out at that right. point. Okay. Um, so this year. What ended up being the winner? Redwood Empire ended up being the winner. And I had seen it before, but I had never had it before. And it ended up being very good. It was a little proofier than our, our group usually is good with. Proofier. I want to say it's a, yeah, nine. I think it's 95-ish proof, something in that ballpark. So, it's, you know, it's going to have a little more of a kick to it. It's not going to be as sweet. But it had a very complex, full-body taste, and and I was delighted somebody brought it. It was a worthy winner, I'm very happy to say. Redwood Empire. Redwood Empire, uh, which has three different sort of basic flavors. Emerald Giant, which is their rye. Pipe Dream. Mm -hmm. And then Lost Monarch, which is a blend. So the Pipe this Dream is a classic bourbon. 
uh, whiskey. Emerald Giant is the rye, and then Lost Monarch is the blend. Which one was it of the Redwood Empire? Pipe Dream was ah, the winner. Okay. From California, Sonoma County, California. Where the Redwoods grow. Yeah. Until we knock them down and then, you know, like build a highway right Do underneath we know? it. Do we yeah, knock know. down redwoods? Aren't they? I don't, you probably can't in, in California. You probably can't. You know how fucking hard it is to knock down a redwood. My God. Oh, how how long would it take you? If I gave you, if I gave you a hand axe and <laughs> just said, "You gotta, you gotta stay here until you have chopped down a redwood." Yeah. You might die first. Well, see, that's the thing. I always think of uh, things the devil would make you do to suffer. <laughs> I, I and too. the devil so dumb. the devil so dumb. the devil would, would would put you naked in a forest <laughs> and give you not even an axe but he'd, he'd give you a hatchet. And yeah, with the hatchet, hatchet you would have mm-hmm. to you would have to cut down the redwood <laughs> by hand or die trying. <laughs> That's that would and you know what? And no food, right? So your your limiter here is food and water. I mean, you're going to have to at some point uh, find something to eat and drink. If you can't chop down the redwood, you're going to you're going to die that way. And then the blistering save. Oh, God. Uh, It'd be just like being a 14 year old boy all over again. Every now and then I play golf courses that have these wide expanses of marsh waters near the coast, you Mm -hmm. know, and there's just Mm -hmm. weeds and vegetation and mud and marsh. And I think. The devil would hit a driver into there and say, "You've got to, you've got to be <laughs> buck par. naked, and you no, you got to go find the ball. Just find oh. it. Oh, oh, or or oh, it'd be horrible. <laughs> you feel all cut up. You're dying. You're feeling through the muck. Like I think I saw it over here. <laughs> it'd be terrible. I, right. uh, I, my, my brother once had the had the leech on his balls, and at the time, I think he was about nine. And when he took off his swim trunks and saw that he was in the bathroom and he started screaming and you run in there and he was, you know, beyond, beyond, you know, just totally total meltdown mode, wow. which anybody would be sure. Leech on the balls. Eh? Sure. That's, I that's, mean, yeah, that's terrible. That's, that's nightmare terrible. fuel. How, how do you get that thing off? Burn it off with a lighter? We did. We, we did. We burned it off with fire. Fire. Yeah. Uh, yep. The uh, distillery for Redwood Empire Whiskey is in the heart of the Russian River Valley wine region mm. of Northern California, carved out of buildings originally housing an apple caning or canning and processing plant owned by the Hallberg family, one of the area's preeminent families during the West Country's apple production heyday. Uh, today, they found the facility, something more profitable. Yes, they did. So are you going to reach out to the Redwood Empire and uh, send them something that says hey you guys won our sophisticated long-running whiskey tasting weekend uh would you like a plaque maybe they'll <laughs> listen I, I, come on see what they say they might send I, you a, a case of idea. it i mean make good, it you know you're probably right i'll probably get some booze out of it if bro, i do it bro build it up and make it seem more like it is uh, mm-hmm. Print out a really nice certificate. Include a photo of the group. I assume you took a photo of the group with the glasses up. Yeah, we did, but not at that. But at that time, we didn't know who the winner was going to be, so it wasn't with the Redwood Empire. But we need to do that. I, yeah, you don't take a picture with the winner, all of you. Guys. I know, not all of us with the winner. I took a picture you of the need, winner, but not with all of us with the winner. You it's need stupid. me on this trip to be the photog and the digital oh. assets manager. I'd get you some good shit. We'd make it look like the most important whiskey tasting in the world.
Will you fluff my pillow while you're there? Yay. What if I brought the great Fred Minnick and we made it a 12-person affair? A little bit of expansion. I like the sound of that. Now it only seats. It only sleeps tw- ten. We'd There's get ten a, beds. We'd get a bigger ten one. Beds. Yeah, we'll, we can figure it out. I yeah. like that. Now Fred might actually do it. I don't think it's with. A, I don't think it's. I don't think there's a there's a non-zero chance Fred would do it. Correct. Now if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do that for the Redwood Empire winner, what can I do for this piece of shit loser called Foo You F U U. How do you name your how do you name your whiskey that F U U and it was it's a Japanese whiskey and those the Japanese whiskeys are so overrated. Sam. Oh, oh, you're talking about a foo you. <laughs> you <laughs> you do not make fun of foo you. What if it's the greatest whiskey in Japan? That, that maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, I that, So I, what's wrong with the Japanese whiskeys? Why do you I'll say you- that they are overrated? I'll tell you exactly what's wrong, and I've, Fred and I have discussed this, so I, I'm, I'm deferring to his authority on this. They buy white label scotch imported into Japan, stick in a barrel for ten minutes, and call it Japanese. Ten so minutes? Drink, yeah, well, what, or however long they want. It, you oh. know, you don't even know most of the time, but you're getting scotch stuff that was made in scotch, barreled in yeah. Scotland. And now they call it Japanese and they put a samurai on the label. They're not fooling anybody. It tastes like white label scotch. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, I think you've gotten me off of scotch. You once said, I don't care for it. And I'm like, what's the matter? And you're like, it's too earthy, too peaty. It feels like there's a big chunk of moss in there. No, you know what it is. It tastes to me like it hasn't been aged in barrels. It's been aged in underwear. You can't age whiskey it's, in underwear. I think I think they tried. That's what it tastes like to me. That's the earthiness part of it. It's got a funk of human sweat, undercarriage <laughs> sweat in scotch. Okay. So if you uh if you feel that's the case, how do you feel about Irish whiskey? Irish it, they're nothing alike is the I funny know. thing. I, Irish is smooth to the mm-hmm. point that to me it's mostly too smooth. It's smooth, really? easy drinking. Yeah. It, to me, it's not warm enough. It's not punchy enough. But that's but that's your entry point to whiskey. For anybody who doesn't love whiskey, if you're like, you know, I want I want an approachable whiskey. I've never loved whiskey, but I want something. I want an easy, low-proof whiskey that's smooth, easy to drink. Go with an Irish whiskey. Pour yourself, pour yourself an Irish whiskey. A little red breast twelve. Yeah, red red breast is really good. Pot distilled, and it's uh, it's quite nice. Although I am a Jameson Black Barrel guy, love me some Mm -hmm. Jameson Black Barrel. Now you may not know this, but uh, Jameson in if you if you go to Ireland, Jameson and uh, the other they have they have a they have a competing whiskey. Oh, I'm forgetting the name of it. You so when you go to your bars, they're either Jameson bars or this other one and you can't get the you can't get one or the other the other one it's like a heated big rivalry there bush mills bush mills bush mills that's exactly it yep you are one or the other you don't get to be you don't get to be both and you got to take sides you come out of you come (laughs) out of the birth canal with a with a decision to make hey laddie hey i'll fight you over i irish whiskey i'm a jameson man (laughs) that's right or death Um, wars have been started over less i know how about this how about we get you to come down to louisville 
in the spring to go on a distillery tour like we did last spring. And we'll go to uh, we'll go to Fred's office in his studio where he does his podcast and see his thousands of bottles of bottles of whiskey, and he'll let you nip from anything that is already open. Anything. Well, I'll have you know, I already did that. Oh, you did. I did that. I did. I did it when? last, uh, like last August. Oh. Drove there. You know, you had re- you had did been you there in up, the previous couple months. Did you meet up months. with Fred? Hell yeah, I did. Well, Went then. on his show. And oh fuck. Okay. Well, then never mind. I You're weaseled. Cool I weaseled my way into some pappy. <laughs> which was great. You know, it just, it happened to come up organically and then oh. Fred offered and I'm not saying no. Who'd you go with? My wife, Roxy. Nice. Yeah. So we had, we had a reason that we had reason that I needed to be in Indiana anyway. So I'm like, I'm just going to go a little, go a little South. I had to do a little Chicago, India. In fact, Zabe, you were part of the trip. I on my way back. I went and, oh! and saw you when we, when we went golfing. That's right. That was that trip. That's right. Right. That was that trip. Now, by the way, the other thing he gave me, and I don't remember what it was anymore. Fred gave me whiskey from 1947. It was from the 40s. And as far wow. as I know, that is the oldest thing that's ever been in my mouth. Wow. You sure about that? Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. At least until <laughs> I do time. Hey, I feel like I need a punch, a sound. Uh, I, I don't have my thing plugged in there. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> Thank that's you. all I got. Hold Thank on. you very much. There we go. I got the like, rim <laughs> shot right there. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's move on. Shall we? Other stuff to talk about today, including speaking of drinking and getting drunk. Did you see the story about the Democratic candidate for Congress in Oklahoma <laughs> by the name of <laughs> Abby Broyles? Who went hog wild at a girl's sleepover between the ages of 12 and 13 and got so drunk, she verbally abused the children attending the sleepover and then promptly vomited into a trash can (laughs) and passed out. Uh, appropriately they are watching the girls are watching the movie titanic which is a good metaphor for her budding campaign for congress in oklahoma was there uh you know there's when the titanic sprung a leak so so did she that's uh in the interview ms Broyles said that she had blacked out after drinking wine and taking a sleep medication she said the medicine was given to her by a friend Oh, not oh a doctor. got it. All right. <laughs> that makes it okay. I had an adverse reaction, she said. Instead of helping me sleep, I hallucinated, and I don't remember anything until I woke up or came to, and I was throwing up in a hamper. <laughs> Ms. Broyles is, a, is 32. She's a lawyer seeking her party's nomination in June to run against Representative St- Stephanie Bice a Republican in her first term. Well, good luck to her. Yeah, I'm going to back Stephanie Bice on this one, I think. Now, Najee Davenport is somewhere going, you amateur. Yeah, take a shit. Take a shit into a hamper in college. Yeah, that's right. Najee Dumpinport, one of the all-time great stories, so hammered he (laughs) took a shit in a hamper. Hey, I've been recommending this documentary to everybody. Please see Class Action Park on HBO Max. 
And I'm Googling right me, now. Then get Class back. Action Park. Yes. It's about a, a, a small-time theme park, water park, in Vernon, New Jersey, mm-hmm. that in the 80s was the most dangerous theme park in America. And they had these <laughs> rides and these attractions that were cooked up by this maniacal owner who was completely sleazy and created a fake insurance company in the Cayman Islands that didn't exist to ward off people that would try to sue the place. And he, <laughs> he had, a, he had a, a water slide that was a full loop-de-loop, like a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow. How it's, many people how many people get hurt on that? Uh, oh my god. Quite, quite a few. Wait till you see they wait till you see how they say they say, you know what? Uh, here's how we had to test it. It's one of those things, sort of like Chernobyl, where you're like you become an evangelist for it. Like you gotta see Chernobyl. You gotta see Chernobyl. Well, you gotta yes, see Class Action Park. It's a good All one. All right. I'm in on that one. The uh the documentary I watched recently that I thought was very good was a Miles Davis documentary Ooh. that chronicled chronicled his whole life as a meteoric rise to fame. And dude was he was internationally famous. Miles by Davis, the, time the he jazz was. trumpet trumpeter. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And so he's he's internationally famous at a very young age. Which is it like Juilliard, and he's you know he's he's already awesome at a very young age. But man, America was not really ready in every way to embrace a talented black man at that time. Right. And there'd be stories. There's stories of him. He's he's having a cigarette at the back door of the gig he's headlining. Right. His name's on the marquee, and, they hassle and the him. police come by and beat him up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus, not just hassle him, beat him no, up. Yeah, beat him up, and then, and now take him to jail. And he's trying to convince them he's supposed to be on stage right now, and they don't care. And he's you know, it's 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 a it's a very very good story about his life and. Much of it's just bitter, bitter man, Miles yeah. Davis. Well, I can understand that. Well, that that sucks, but uh, hopefully we've moved the needle quite a bit since he, then. Oh, of course, but he, and he did he did manage to parlay his fame into a lot of attractive women. Let me tell you, I'm sure he did all right for himself. Forty second anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, and I told the story on air here in D.C. today because I was doing a fill in shift. It's that time of year. Um, I, I told the story about how Renee Poussant, a young anchor at WJLA, the ABC affiliate here in town, mm-hmm. came on during a commercial timeout in the tape-delayed game against the Russians. Yeah. 3-3, three, 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 third period. Mike Aruzioni had yet to become legend with a low wrister to the glove or the stick side of one Vladimir Mishkin. And she says, and coming up at 11, the USA stuns the Russians in Olympic hockey. And we were all kids. I was 12 years old, had made sure to tell my mom, don't turn the radio on. Mm-hmm. The game is going to be on tonight on TV, but it's not going to be live. I don't want to the score. Yeah. And she fucking ruined it for everybody Fuck. in the D.C. market. God. Phone lines blew up and had to go on the air at 11 and go, I'm really sorry about that. You know, I, I didn't know what I was <laughs> did doing. You, did she really do that? Oh, she yeah. She apologized for giving the score. Yeah, she apologized. Uh, she said, "I sort wow. of let the cat out of the bag," and her co-anchor said breezily, "Well, those things happen." <laughs> no, no, they fucking don't. So anyway, uh, on that note, Herb Brooks is a Saint Paul, or was a Saint Paul native. He's now deceased. May he rest in peace. But Herb Brooks from Minneapolis, Saint Paul. What do you know about the great Herb Brooks? He died while I was on the air. And he died in a car accident. 
And these are the kinds of moments that, as as a broadcaster, you never forget, Zane. What year was and this? Roughly. You, you'll Google it it's pretty quickly, quiz. but I would guess, I'd guess about 2010. Okay. I enough. would estimate. All right, about 10 years um, and, and Herb Brooks is, I mean, in this city, he's an absolute legend. I mean, he had been the coach of the Gophers when they won all kinds of national titles, coach of the Olympic team. He coached the North Stars. I mean, you know, just enmeshed in Minnesota hockey. And I don't have to tell you or your listeners how important hockey is to the state. And so Herb's passing was a huge, huge deal here. And needless, he wasn't wearing his seatbelt and it was really very, very tragic when it happened. When Miracle and Ice went down, Zabe, half of the team is Minnesotans, like literally half. Yeah. I mean, to this state was electric in a way that we have we that are only rivaled by the Twins winning World Series because that's the only other professional team that's ever won a championship in my lifetime. You know, I'd have to go back to the Lakers. Yep. So it was it, you. I, it's hard for people to understand that aren't really into hockey how big it was here. But for virtually anybody that was alive at that time in 1980, this is like this. This is like the tentpole signature sporting event in Minnesota history because it was so many Minnesotans and we're, you know, it's such a hockey state. People pulled over and were honking their horns on the, the side of the road. It was spontaneous celebrations, parties. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was crazy here when that happened. Uh, died in 03 actually. So you missed about, about seven years. He was, six, he was 66 at the time. So relatively young and I assume in fairly good health. So yeah. taken too soon, uh, played at Minnesota. Played at Minnesota, coached at Minnesota, and mm-hmm. recruited heavily from Minnesota. If you saw the HBO documentary, which I think is superior to the movie uh, yeah. of Miracle on Ice, although I didn't mind the movie version. It was a good enough movie. Yeah. But the HBO version is enough to actually make me choke up and kind of cry a bit every time I see it. Uh, he said, I don't want the best guys. I want the right guys. Yeah. And that's what yep. he picked. Now, have you seen the documentary from the other side of the ledger that ESPN did, the 30 for 30 called Of Miracles and Men? No, but I got to believe that. It's amazing. These, Bro, I'm assuming these guys all get sent to Siberia. Uh, not exactly, but it's incredible. And you need to see it because it basically tells the same story, mm-hmm. but from the completely opposite lens. And they go to Russia they show old footage and how it was for them and they interview some of the surviving you know members yeah. of the team it's it's yeah. compelling stuff so tell me the tell me the name of it again of miracles and men by That's... ESPN 30 for 30 the other side of it 42 years ago on the 22nd of February by the way happy 22222 day yeah, I'm, I did not celebrate at two twenty two twenty two. What I, I, I wish I had I. now. I yeah, did I, I. I should. I, I was I, up. I was, I was having a life. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Speaking I mean, of life, I got a life hack to share with you. Oh, good. Ready? New yeah. life hack. Stop opening emails that don't matter. Don't open them. <laughs> don't open them in order this is, to. This is why you never respond to my emails. <laughs> That's not <laughs> true. You matter to me. I, I'm talking about I've had a habit of wanting to unbold the unopened emails in my mm-hmm. inbox. Mm-hmm. 
because it's sort of a, a tidy up thing that yes. is with me. And then I used to make sure that I would every day open so it got unbolted, showing me that I looked at it, right? Yeah. And yeah. then I would delete anything that's not important. Waste of time. It's all a waste of time. I now scan. I see what is truly important, like a real email from a real coworker, colleague, or someone who might be able to help me in some way. Uh, or just wants to give me money. <laughs> and the rest of the email inbox, I leave messy as shit all over the place. Your thoughts, but, I'll hang up and listen uh, off the air. Okay, it's one thing if it's an obvious solicitation, it's from, you know, some some site you don't even know or whatever, but what if it, there's a lot of gray area here, Zabe? You know, what if it's a an email from somebody you know, but you know, don't necessarily have a strong connection to? How do you how do you just not open it and just roll the dice that there's not something in that that could be very important? I don't. I look at those. Uh, I do. look at the, yeah. Right. I absolutely. So is do. it just like, spam? Are you just saying well, you're a spam? A, you're just doing the job of your spam filter? It's well. <laughs> But it's not quite spam. What is there's a classification for email that's between spam and actual personal electronic mail. I forget what they call it. I, I, I had not heard that once. there was one. I'm tempted to make it up. Uh, it's 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 something else. Uh, I forget. It's in between real email and spam, and it it I think it had uh, some term that was uh, similar to spam. I forget. It's killing me right now. We need to be live on the air. Someone will chime in via the text line. Somebody will chime in and I'll mop it up tomorrow. But anyway, so yeah, like here, for example, I'm looking right now. Uh, classmates.com. Don't need to read it. Dead. Dead. Facebook notification. Don't need to read it. A uh, couple listener emails. I punch in, take a look. Fine. Not going to respond. I try. I used to try to respond to every listener email. Can't do it anymore. Not going to do it. Amazon business. That's truly spam. Uh, locker room preview of tomorrow's post. That's a uh, email with material and show prep stuff. I can look at it yeah. later. I don't need to open it right now. I'm not prepping for the show. More Facebook, Pinterest, Golf Digest has me. Uh, Amazon.com order. I know I didn't order anything recently. It's got to be my wife. Sure enough, it's going to my daughter, Newport <laughs> News. I just wasted time opening it. Open table. There's that. I bought some car stickers at carstickers.com. They want me back. They're offering a $5 coupon. What is, what I have nothing to sticker? buy right now. It's and a what sticker. car sticker did you buy? I bought car stickers for the new Zabecast Landjet, the oh, new oh. Mobile Strike Studio. It's, oh. now, it's now the Zabecast Landjet. It's a new okay, wait, model wait. and configuration. When I'm in Washington, can I book myself? I would love to. I'd be delighted. Maybe I'm we'll coming go. to Washington. I, I hear, and you asked me, what should I do when I'm there that is not your usual touristy stuff, right? Yes. And my response to you was, how about piss <laughs> on the Capitol steps? You didn't you know, respond lest yeah. you get caught up in some surveillance scheme. <laughs> of course, you should never do that. Do that. You, with the fencing they put up now, which is already going up again, our once wonderful, vibrant, open capital city is becoming more and more of a demilitarized zone like some kind of third world country. It disgusts me to no end. 
And don't it's start sad. yapping at me about, well, Trump people on, on January 6th, blah, blah, blah. I ain't going down that road. I'm just saying it's a shame what has happened. And I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. So don't piss on well, any no. steps. Don't break so, any laws. But you want to do something yes. other than the, the museums. Question, have you been here before? Not not as a tourist. I've been there several times for work. You but I've never had. I've been with Scott one time. Okay. okay. You come yeah, with who? You're right. Coming with Roxy. Come bring my wife. We're going to go to a concert. That's our, that is our reason for going. What, what, and, uh, what act, what venue? You will, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hazard a guess. Not only have you not heard of the act, but you have not even heard of the venue in your own town because Bullshit. it is a small venue. I'm going to guess that's the case. Oh, hold on. It's uh let me see. Blues alley. DC nine is the name of the venue. I've not heard of that. I think my understanding is it's small and the band is called Holy Fuck, which <laughs> well, that's, sounds well, that's real creative. It sounds like this is going to be a band that is like a death metal band or an emo band. It's nothing. It's actually nothing like that. They're electronica mad professors. What what is their what is their top song? Lovely Allen. You can turn it on right now in the background while we're chatting. If you'd like to. Holy fuck. Lovely Allen is <laughs> the name fuck. of their. Yes. And no words. And these guys are crazy instrumentalists. They will do things like uh, they play off of like old Casio keyboards. They will run film forward and backwards through a projector for different sounds. It's just total mad professor shit. And I love it. I've seen this band live in t probably eight different cities. Wow. And they are not coming to Minneapolis on this tour, but they are coming to Washington. Where are they based And out? I'm going. Toronto. I like it. Decent tune. Aspirational. It is. It's a good song. Hopeful. Yes. Bright horizons yes. kind of thing. Yeah, you know, when you hear "Holy fuck," it's you know, it conjures the totally the totally wrong image of what they really are like. But they're super fun and they're so good live, Zay. Why, uh, here's, why a, no, here's the longer story. Why no when, sing? Why no singing? You know, they do a couple of songs where they use voice through like an old crappy cassette player mic, like the kind that would come with like a Sears Roebuck, like eight dollar cassette deck back in the day. And yeah. just for all distorted vocals and stuff. So a few of their songs do have loosely vocals, but most of them do not. Okay. And when Prince died, I just, I vowed right then I'm, I'm going to go see the live acts that I want to go see Good. and not just assume someday I'm, it's going to catch up. You know, someday I'll see them because they might literally die. I know when, when is, uh, when is your trip? Uh, 31st of March through April 2nd, I believe. Oh, cherry blossom time. You flying? Yes. Okay. Not touristy stuff. So not museums. Not I don't want to see. Yep. No. Okay. Hmm. If the museum was in some way awesome, I would go, but I can't go to the Smithsonian. Why? You've been banned? No. <laughs> because... They're one of the places that put out the you need to apologize because you're white statements. Oh, and I just that I'm just not I'm not cool with that. You're not so, gonna, no, I, I, I hear you on that. It's outrageous. Like it. It's unacceptable. Like, All right. 
All right, I'll yeah. give you I'll give you a museum. It's out though. It's out near Dulles Airport. It's called the Udvar Hazy Air and Space Museum, the uh, Dulles wing of it. You might want to look that one up on your Google Ooh. machine. Udvar. I don't Hazy. even know how to spell that. I can't. How can U- I look U- it up? U- Udvar Hazy was the very generous and very rich donor to make this happen, and it's basically because it's way out there by the airport uh, in Loudoun County, uh, where I live. They had a lot of space to build it, and it's several giant hangar-sized buildings that has all kinds of aircraft, including one hangar, which has a full-sized, actual version of the space shuttle standing up. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's If you're a plane nerd like me, it is fucking cool as shit. If you spent your teenage years building Ravel plastic models <laughs> of the F4U Corsair or the mm. Japanese Zero, the classic uh, single engine airplanes of World War II. You'll Happy see all Yeah, you'll see all that shit in there up close, preserved and it's it's good stuff. And I don't I don't think they're affiliated with the Smithsonian, but I may be wrong. Other it's, than that, I got to be honest, there ain't shit to do. There's not going to be oh, baseball. Come on. Well, there ain't really? going to be baseball at that time. Uh, the city itself is just now coming out of its COVID restrictions stupor. Mm-hmm. They have been, like most liberal cities, you would know this from being in Minneapolis, St. Paul, way too restrictive on COVID stuff. It should be gone by then, I hope. it's They've already lifted, uh, Mayor Bowser has already lifted the insane vaccine mandates and stuff. So yeah, it's fairly open. Too. It's fairly open, but guess what? It ain't what it used to be. It ain't pre-pandemic again. A lot of people don't go down there, not because it's dangerous per se, but you know all these restrictions and these closures really killed people's vibe to go downtown. It's going to be a oh. long time, yeah, long time for the vibrancy to return to downtown DC. But if there are any things that listeners would say, oh no, Zabe, you got to tell them to go do this or go do that, let me know. But I don't know what what, what do you do if you're not going to go to the museums? Now, if I if I were to try, I can't really pull it off on Sunday, April third. My Minnesota Wild are playing the Capitals. You that see might that be. Game. I could, but the problem is Monday at one o'clock. I'm teaching my class at the university. Uh where? University of Minnesota. Oh, okay, but you're teaching it from DC. No, I'm not. That's oh. the problem. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, so you can't. So, so you just I mentioned a really game that. that you can't go to. All right. I know. It almost lined up. One day earlier, okay. I could have pulled it off. Uh, do you have a free night while you're in town? I do. I have Friday the first, right now, Friday the first and Saturday the second available. Would you like to come out to the monogamous compound? How monogamous? It would be not that. <laughs> well, it depends. Maybe <laughs> me and me and my wife and and you and yours. We'll see how the oh. whiskey's going. We'll just take <laughs> right. the night as it flows. But um, it it wouldn't be that far away. I'd go to Udvar Hazy with you, and then you can Ooh. come see the compound. And then and then there's a possibility of an impromptu uh, Zabecast meet and greet at a local steakery and or whiskey place there's actually a new restaurant i believe this guy who owns dc prime was opening up that was going to be bourbon centric but also with really good food don't know if it's open yet i gotta check in with them so i like the the sound of all that okay there's possibilities but i will Mm -hmm. think 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 like Pooh bear and i will tap 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 my forehead and i will take suggestions from people who will listen to this and go "Ooh, tell charge to do this 
I want to get you so liquored up that you go to holy fuck with me. What day of the week is it? That'd be Thursday night. Holy fuck. The 31st. Honey, what DC9. You- hey, honey, what are you doing? Go and see holy fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> All right. Last thing. There is no holy fuck moment from Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee today. I asked you as a Viking fan who's yeah. been tormented by number 12 for, for many years. What is the purple view of what is going to happen? Not what you want to happen, but what's going to happen with Rodgers and the Packers. That sure looked like a sayonara Instagram post, didn't it? Sure did. Holy cow. I mean, every part of it except saying I'm gone says he's gone. And I I really think that that's, that was just a part of the beginning of a manicured process of leaving this team. I suspect the team already knows and wow. that they've agreed. I think they've agreed to some timetable and, you know, in manner in which he can extricate himself in a, in a fashion that puts himself and the team in the best light. I think it's over. Okay. Over. Yeah, that you know, I, there's waffling here. There's a lot of optimism amongst mm-hmm. those who have intel on the inside, like John Kuhn, former Packer and very good buddy of Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Um, but it might just be wishful thinking. I don't know. Um, I think it there feels is- like it, doesn't it? Just the way it ended so badly, and this was the push in all the chips year. I just, I don't know how they, I don't know how they can present a case to Aaron Rodgers that. 2022 would be any better than last year no probably couldn't be but I almost feel like maybe and this could be my wishful thinking that it ended so badly that collectively both Rogers and the organization looked at each other and said you know what we cannot go out like this either of us Mm -hmm. we go out like bitches we go our (laughs) separate ways as clown shoe losers we got to run it back by hook or by crook. Now, maybe that's wishful thinking. Who knows? But all the logic says this is the exit. Now, I will say that there is a very complicated, almost ritualistic, reputational dance going on between Rodgers and the organization. The mm-hmm. organization doesn't want to be seen as callously flipping him for picks when he might have two or three more blisteringly good years and hurt them. In the future, they don't want to be seen as that. They're worried about that. Rogers is worried about his reputation of maybe just saying "fuck it, I'm out of here, trade me," and being a douchebag. So they're dancing, and it's subtle, and it's almost like that 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 exotic bird that I once saw in a documentary that makes this crazy dance with all of its feathers mm. and plumage. You've seen that one? What do they call that bird? You know what I'm talking about? Um, it's not the peacock. It's, no, uh, it's a I, tiny I know what you're talking about because it's, it's it the is. most elaborate dance you've ever mm-hmm. seen with all this plumage. That's what's going on right now. But we you think see. so? I do. Did you ever, did you ever roller skate, go to the roller rink? As Hell a kid? yeah. You remember the snowball? No. The bit where all the girls went on one side of the roller rink and all the boys went on the other side of the roller rink. And then the boys would skate around and then you would stop in front of the girl that you would like to skate with. And hopefully she would say yes. And then you would skate together and it would always be a slow song. It'd be like a little Bee Gees kind of thing, you know, something like that. Although I guess some of the Bee Gees songs were slow. That was the snowball. This is, this is what's happening right now is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the girl in this. He's just sitting and waiting. Here come the Packers. They're going to come skating up to Aaron Rodgers. And he's going to be like, 
Nah, nah, nah. Dagger. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember the snowball. I just remember the uh, the hot pocket. The hot pocket. What yeah, was the hot that, pocket. The hot pocket was uh, me getting in Debbie Listash's pants under the <laughs> snack bar table. <laughs> But, you know, everyone's roller skating experiences uh, may differ. That was not anything like mine. <laughs> I can assure you. Not as hot as Carolyn Rohrbach, but she wasn't bad back in the day. Goddamn oh, roller skating. You know what she was? She was willing. Yes, she was. And no crimes were committed. We were both 14. Just young love, experimenting. All right, Charge, as always, a pleasure, my friend. Congratulations to uh, Redwood Empire. Your whiskey Redwood Empire weekend champion for 2022. We'll talk soon, bud. Bye bye. You know, I should probably amend. I I think I do remember a Debbie Listash. I think I did use her real name, but it was complete artistic license that I actually did anything untoward like that. I had no game as a teenager or as a preteen, so I can assure you, I got absolutely nowhere. But I do seem to remember playing Spin the Bottle once with Carolyn Rohrbach and some other kids in her basement. And that's about the extent of it. And I'm just going to shut up now on the advice of my lawyers. (laughs) Or if somebody knows Debbie Listash from McLean, I know her. What are the odds somebody somehow reaches out? Debbie? Hope you're doing well, dear. Hope you've had a long, wonderful, successful life so far. Happy family, whatever it is. All right. We'll end on this today. Hey, want to snort a great tan? Apparently now there is something called tan nasal sprays. Tanning nasal sprays. One young female touting this product on, of course, TikTok says, quote, I inhale dangerous tanning nasal sprays because I'd rather die hot than live ugly. Of course. (laughs) She says, if this is going to take 10 years off my life, I don't care. I don't want to be old anyway. Old people are ugly, said the blonde as she continued to pop the top of the spray and put it up her nostril. Dozens of other videos which have amassed thousands of likes show other women inhaling the nasal sprays. Many TikTokers say this, they snort the substances before heading to a solarium as the ingredients in the sprays allegedly help increase the effectiveness of the tanning beds. A Google search of tanning nasal sprays brings up multiple products retailing from $29 and up. But experts say you should think before shopping. How about don't think, just don't buy it. In the U.S., all nasal sprays or inhalation solutions are classified as drugs, which means they need to go through a new drug application process in order to be legally able to sell in the U.S., says cosmetic biochemist Krupa Coastline to the magazine Allure. The publication claims many of the sprays contain dihydroxymethylchromopalmonate, a self-tanning ingredient that helps increase melanin production when used topically. That's on top of your skin, not inhaled. The ingredient, though, has not been approved for inhalation by the Food and Drug Administration. 
what the hell is the world coming to? Snorting a tan. Don't let your kids do this, needless to say. That is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for downloading. Back in the saddle for another great week. We've had three good podcasts so far. Two more to come, and we are back on track after our vacation. Tell a friend, rate and review, tickle the algorithmic overlords, and I appreciate every one of you, especially our subscribers who are with me on Fridays. Have yourself a great Wednesday, everybody, and we will see you next time. At Kroger, fresh groceries are our thing. So we check your delivery order for freshness at every step from farm to store and pick and pack every veggie in your free pickup order with care because we treat your food the way we'd want ours to be treated. We're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. And now you'll find more ways to save on your favorites. When you download digital coupons, you can use up to five times in one transaction. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 